Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk Podcast. I'm a little out of sorts for this edition as I had to go to my MacBook Pro at the last minute. My Mac Mini decided to update on me. But anyway, we're back talking baseball. It's the first day of spring, and I couldn't be more happier, and I think Gary feels that way too. Here's the next edition of Phillies Talk Podcast, everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack, and joining me this week, as always, is the great Rich Baxter. Rich, welcome to this week's edition. Thank you very much, Gary. And uh, as we had our my usual gremlins of the week here, I had to switch to my MacBook Pro at the last minute updated the home system so uh it might look a little different and sound a little different this week but uh glad to be with you how you feeling um i'm a little under the weather but you know the show must go on so here we are and uh rich we've got some baseball and lots of crazy activities going on your phillies are really packing that lineup in there yeah, we uh, signed another star, so to speak, Nick Castellanos. And I wanted your opinion on him. Uh, what kind of player do you think he is? Is he a, a bona fide superstar? Is he a semi-star? I know they gave him about $100 million over uh, five years. So uh, put a little investment in him. What's your take on that? Well, I think it's a good deal. He's he's uh, not a great outfielder. Uh, uh, but he's he's a good clutch hitter, and I think that's what they're really looking for. They're looking to get that pop in in the lineup, and uh, I think it's a good deal for them. Five years, a hundred. I I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure of his age. I think he's thirty or thirty-one. Uh, you know better than that, maybe. And uh, so that might be stretching a little, a little bit, but um. You know, in this day and age, it it, uh, it could work out to be quite a good deal for the uh, Phillies. Yeah, I hadn't heard too much about him, of course, uh, when he was with Detroit for many years. Like you said, he's 30 years old. He's about the same age as most of the Phillies. Bryce Harper, JT Riamuto just had a birthday yesterday. He's like 32, I think, already. But all the Phillies seem to be somewhat around the same age group. So I uh, think that'll help them a little bit. And they certainly seem to have a, a star-packed power with Swarber, Schwarber, however you uh, <laughs> pronounce his yeah. name. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But they really had to stay up with the likes of the Mets. And you're uh, right, riding that wave, I know, uh, coming in the shore with all those superstars that the Mets seem to have. And yeah. uh Trying to keep up with Atlanta as well. Well, I think uh, I think they're doing that. I, I was, uh, uh, as you said, they signed Schwaber for uh, four years, seventy nine million, and I guess he'll be their DH. Uh, would be my uh, maybe he'll play an occasional left field or first base, but um, um, I'm a little confused though what the Phillies are trying to accomplish here because. I, I think last year their their main problem was really uh, relief pitching 
and pitching in it. And I don't know if they've done anything in that direction. And uh, unless they're taking a different philosophy, they're just going to pound the ball and, uh, you know, uh, and hope that they get some decent pitching. Yeah, they've had a very paper thin bullpen over the past couple years, maybe even three years, I'll, I'll call it. And uh, they, they made some inroads to, to helping them solve that this year, whether or not it'll be good enough is question. But yeah, they went all in on offense and pitching is still going to be that question mark this year. So um, starting pitching, I don't know. You got Aaron Nola. He seemed to do well yesterday, he pitched for them. And this has been his Achilles heel for the past couple of years now. He had five strikeouts in like two, two innings, two to three innings. And he gives up two home runs. So the benefits of the strikeouts, and he seemed to be frustrated in the post-game interview. You know, he's like, I gave up two long balls. That's what he does in a game <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can have five strikeouts, but you're you're letting two long balls go. And that, that's been his Achilles heel. So we'll see if Zach Wheeler uh, can pick it up and Nola. And I'm sure uh, over in New York there, you're – all gleeful with uh, your starting rotation. Well, we're very happy. Uh, I, I think you'd have to say the starting rotation with uh, Degrom, of course, and Scherzer, and then picking up uh, Bassett, um, and you know Walker and Carrasco. They hopefully they come back healthy, uh, especially Carrasco. And and Degrom hopefully can stay healthy for the whole season. So we're we're you know we're confident, but I think the Mets need another bat to stay up with the uh, the rest of the teams. But um, lots of big names fell, so if you will, uh, off the free agent list this week. Uh, this just in. I don't even know if you had a chance to see it because you've been fighting those gremlins on the computer there <laughs> trevor story just signed or is reported to have signed with the red sox for six years for 140 million so the money keeps flowing uh carlos correa uh of course signed with the twins and i was surprised at this rich it's only three years at uh 105 million we say three, only three uh, years, uh, but I thought he'd really go for a long-term deal, you know, like uh, Lindor or uh, Tatis or something, something along that line. But um, he signed for three years, and I think he has opt-outs too. You know, that's the new thing now. They all put in opt-outs after the first or second year to contract. So, um, but. Uh, Going down my list here, Jorge uh, Solar, the uh, MVP of the World Series, he left the Braves and uh, went to the Marlins for three years, $36 million. Freddie Freeman left the Braves. And I don't know about you, Rich, but I'm really happy to get Freddie Freeman out of the division. <laughs> it would have been nice to get him out of the league, but at least he's out of the division. Yeah. To not face Freddie Freeman, what nineteen times? Like the uh, the NL East has to face one another. That's a big bonus for them. But we're facing somebody else in Olson, Matt Olson, 
He's yeah. supposed to be like a younger clone of Freddie Freeman. So uh, let's <laughs> wait before we get that gleeful. And let's see uh, what Matt Olson has a store for us in the NL East. But getting back to Correa real quick, uh, interesting that he did sign that $105 million for three years. Uh, big money by the year. He's only 27. So it kind of makes sense for him. He's still on yeah. the tail end of his 20s. Maybe he'll test a free agency again. He's already got $100 million in his pocket and opt-outs. Like you said, if somebody should happen along and, you know, make some trades and want to trade him, he can make the move if he wants, you know, get out of right. uh, Minnesota. And it's, it was interesting to see that Minnesota made that deal with him for three short years. Yeah, yeah, it really was, and and Minnesota signed a couple of pitches, I think, and they could threaten the White Sox in that division. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but, uh, you know, they made a couple of moves that made them stronger, and uh, you just never know the way things could shake out, especially in the AL Central. Uh, let's see who else we got here, Rich. We we talked about Nick Castellanos going to the Phillies. Anthony Rizzo returns to the Yankees, which I think is a a good move for the Yankees. Um, you know, interestingly enough, they they were rumored to have were going to go after a shortstop. They didn't get one of the big shortstops. Um, they instead made a trade and and brought in a shortstop. Um, but they had an open first base position there, and they traded uh, Luke Voigt and uh, signed Anthony Rizzo. Um, I, I think it's a good thing for both guys, uh, both the team and Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo fits in well with the Yankees. Uh, seems like seems like he's been a Yankee for a long time to me already, even though he really hasn't. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a short departure and all of a sudden that Cubs team that we remember that was so strong with uh, Chris Bryant now going out to Colorado and Colorado, yeah. you know uh, that that remains to be seen whether he can hit out there I was watching MLB Network during the week and um, he struggled out in Colorado probably one of the worst stadiums that he's had to hit in I think uh, he only had two long balls there as I remember seeing the graphic up on TV but um, He's looking forward to starting out there in Colorado, and I guess all that extra money in his pocket feels good, too. Yeah, it doesn't hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, and the Oakland A's, I mean, they they practically, they're rebuilding. I mean, let's face it. they You, you mentioned earlier about trading uh, Matt Olson to the Braves. They also traded their third baseman, Matt Chapman, to Toronto for four prospects, so they picked up eight prospects in two trades. Don't know the level of prospects that they got, but um, they look like they're heading for a rebuild. Yeah, it kind of seems like they've had a fire sale out there in uh, Oakland. And, you know, they, they sort of built themselves out of nothing and they made stars out of these guys. So they're, yeah. they can't afford them all, I guess, out in Oakland is the bottom line. And uh, they did well for years, just like the Marlins seem to home grow a lot of their stars and then jettison them off to different areas in the uh, MLB. But um, Oakland rebuilding again. And, you know, 
looking for a new home constantly. There's always uh, stories up every year where they're looking to build down at the waterfront or I think eventually they're going to end up going the way that the Oakland Raiders went and just go out to Vegas or something because you have, you have everything right there at the moment. You know, everything seems to be blossoming well in Las Vegas, the way sports betting is intertwined with baseball. Now it's just, I think it's an inevitable move for them uh, to follow the Raiders out there to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But uh, you mentioned the Marlins, and um, they're kind of a strange organization. I mean, they had a little controversy. I don't know if we mentioned it in the last few weeks, but Derek Jeter quit there uh, as president of the club. uh, And then it came out that there was some controversy because, uh, you know, they weren't, uh, apparently going in the direction he th- that he was told they were going to go. And, I, you know, it seems to be some bad blood definitely there now. Um, we know they just added Soler, which was, uh, you know, a big deal for them. Um, they have some good young players. Uh, do you think they're going to be a threat in the NL East this year? I don't think they're going to be a threat, but they always seem to surprise, you know, when you, when you count them out is sort of when they say, Oh, and you know, we brought up this guy or we brought up that guy, guys that we don't even know about right now. Yeah. Uh, and then they somehow end up bringing a good team to the field. So um, certainly on paper, they don't look like they're going to contend. I'm looking at the um, spot track, um, uh, salaries in for 2022. I'm going to try to bring it up for our YouTube uh, watchers here. And I don't know if it's going to do it. Let's see. And I'm struggling here because it's the first time I've used my MacBook Pro <laughs> on a uh, on a podcast here. But let's see. See what happens with the screen here if it shares it. I'm not sure if it's going to bring it up here. And no, it looks like I'm going into, I have to do some privacy settings within the MacBook Pro, which I can't do now on the podcast. But anyhow, um, scrolling up and down between the the salaries, the Marlins are near the bottom at uh, 67 million, 67.7 million team payroll number 26 out of 30. And believe it or not, Gary, the Woeful Baltimore Orioles, since I'm looking on this page here, about uh, last in the MLB with spending. Wow. And there's been a lot of complaints about their owner as well. So, um, you know, maybe the new agreement will force him to to spend a little bit more money. And uh, I, I know they were trying to build from within and it wasn't working so well, but... Um, you know, hopefully, remember how powerful Baltimore Orioles always used to be, and you hate to see a, a traditional team like that be uh, ground into the mud so much, you know. Um, but uh, they've done it to themselves, really. And uh, Rich, I think we're going to see some interesting races because there's been a lot of uh, players added and moved, and um, 
you know, you look at the National League, for instance, and, and I mean, the Dodgers are still a team to beat there. You know, they didn't weaken themselves that much. They lost a couple of guys, but, you know, they picked up Freeman. That's a big pickup for them. Um, Huge. You know, that, that, that allows Muncie to play second more consistently or Lux, and they've got, a, like, a, a overabundance of depth out there. And, uh, you know, they picked up Kershaw. Okay, Kershaw is not the Kershaw of five years ago, but he's still not bad, you know. Um, they did lose Kenley Jansen. He signed with the Red Sox, I believe it was. I didn't have that in my notes, but I believe he signed with the Red Sox uh, two days ago or something like that. And uh, so... You know, that could hurt them, even though he had slipped a little bit the last couple of years. Um, they're still a team to beat in, in, in the National League, I yeah. think. Yeah, and they've kept their salary spending up even beyond last year. Uh, they're up to $270 million this year, Gary. Uh, your Mets are right behind them at almost $250 million. They're like a dollar uh about $900,000 short of uh, $250 million are the Mets this year. So they've really splashed it out. Eclipsed the Yankees now for number <laughs> two on the list by about uh, $15 million actually, right? As not sure if uh, Rizzo's salary is tacked onto this yet, but um, believe it or not, next behind them in fourth place. The San Diego Padres, unlikely team to be spending a lot of money since they really haven't went to many places. Well, they they um, they put together a good young team, and now they're moving in some other players. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to be off to a rough start because they lost their star, Fernando Tatis Jr., and some little bit of a controversy there, you know. Uh, it's been reported that they are not. Uh, he, he broke his wrist in the offseason. It came out that he did it in a motorcycle accident. And uh, I think they have every right to investigate whether or not they can void his huge contract. But I've read that they're not, uh, according to sources, they're not going to do that because they don't want to tick him off in the first place, which which is understandable. Um, and they want to keep a good, uh, you know, rapport with him, their star. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, apparently he's told them he will not ride a motorcycle again and uh, all of that kind of stuff. So we'll see. What happens if it ever happens again? They'll avoid the contract, but they're going to start the season without him, and that could put you know a little bit of a hurt in them. Um, they had signed Eric Hosmer a few years ago as uh, uh, one of the big free agents when they started moving in that direction. He will now platoon uh, with uh, Luke Voigt uh, that they got from the Yankees, so. Um, they've got a pretty good, they've got a terrific manager. They've got a good nucleus, a good young team, and we'll wait and see what happens there. But they're almost setting themselves up to be a win now or a win in a couple of seasons team. Yeah. 
Yeah, back to Tatis. Uh, he didn't really, he wasn't really forthcoming with the Padres. He said that his wrist had been bothering him for a couple of weeks. And, you know, prior to that, of course, it was the, uh, the lockout. So the teams couldn't communicate right. with uh, the players. But uh, as you said, back in early December, Tatis fell off a motorcycle in his native Dominican Republic. He's lucky that's all he ended up with. I don't know how these guys are pretty well in their 20s. They don't think, you know, they're multi-million yeah. dollar ball players, but they're riding on the back of a motorcycle in a place like Dominican yeah. Republic. I mean, <laughs> it just seems like stupidity. Yeah, well, you know. You know, Rich, at that age, you think you're going to go on forever. Nothing can happen to you. That's true. But uh, <laughs> Tatis, not very uh, forthcoming with the Padres, of course. And uh, he'll be sitting out for a good long time. Uh, and he's one of the best in the game, as you said, Gary. Uh, his impact being lost to the Padres means a lot. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, if anything, with the team pursuing uh, that as it pertains to a motorcycle accident, I'm sure that probably doesn't fall within his contract. I'm, I'm sure they um, have that in his contract that he doesn't do that. But, uh, you know, now it's done. So you can't do nothing about it. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, it, it does uh, make the West even more interesting or maybe less interesting you know uh because maybe instead of being a three-team race to it locks it down to a two-team between the giants and the dodges and the giants didn't seem i mean they won 107 or 109 game whatever it was last year um but they don't seem to have done that much i mean they've lost bryant and uh um, they didn't add too much, but we'll see. You know, it's hard to argue when you win a hundred plus games. And, yeah, they. Uh, you know, we'll see. But I still think the Dodgers got to be considered the the top dog in in the National League. They, they're the team to beat. Yeah, the Giants may have had that chemistry, quote unquote, that you know goes to make up a winning ball club. A, a lot of the time, it's not how many superstars you have on the team, the big names, this, that, and the other, the, you know, marquee multi-million dollar players. It's chemistry. It's do you work well with one another? You know, you, you, I guess you have to be on ground level to, to see which teams work best together. But the Phillies have had a number of different players that earn in the 20 of millions of dollars per year. And they're still an average ball club. They're not, Maybe they don't have that chemistry that it takes to make up a winning ball club. And it seemed like last year the Giants had that. Yeah, and I think the the uh, concern that the Giants have to have is that the, the guys that had really good years, that they that wasn't it, you know, they, that's the norm. That's not they, – they all didn't have career years at the same year, and now when – this year comes, they're going to, you know, slip down a little bit because that could be a disaster for them. But, you know, you only that's why we play the games. We'll find out as they go along and, uh, you know, um, we'll have to see. And and uh, the American League, same kind of thing. I mean, um, it's going to be very interesting 
with Houston losing Correa, that kind of opens up that that uh, that race there. Um, you know, uh, um, Texas made a few moves, so they're going to be a lot stronger. Um, the Angels made a couple of moves, though I still think they need pitching. Um, so it, it could make it a little more interesting out West. I think Oakland's going to be out of it this year. Definitely with the, uh, you know, the, um, subtractions that they made. Um, so I think, uh, that'll be interesting. The central will be interesting. We spoke about that a little bit later, uh, a little earlier with, um, with the moves that the, the twins have made. So I think the Twins will be uh, in there maybe pushing um, the White Sox. The Tigers should be a little bit better. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And then the East is always competitive between the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Rays. And uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, Again, I think what's going to be interesting in the National League is how the DH affects everything. Yeah, and... Specifically in the New York area, uh, anybody from outside New York may not know this, but it's very similar to Canada. If you don't have vaccination, if you're not vaccinated, you can't play. You're not going to yeah. be able to play on the field this year. So if you see your team going to New York and there's certain <laughs> guys not playing the whole series, I think that's going to be a telltale sign that, hey, they never got vaccinated. It's very serious now. So. These teams are, are We're going to have a bunch of uh, our own players that won't be able to play. You know, it's happened all year. It's a stupid rule in New York City that they have. Uh, Kiri Kari Irving of the Brooklyn Nets has not played in a home game. He can't play in New York City. Now, here's the stupid part about the law. He can go to the game, uh -huh. but he can't play. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I, I don't, I, he, he I don't can be right in the stadium, he, but he can't he can play be in the stadium watching the game, but he can't play. And, uh, you know, and they say the same thing, unless they change it within the next few weeks, this is going to be the same thing. And, and in some of the, in Canada, when they go to play Toronto, I don't know. I think it's the same kind of deal. So it'll be interesting unless these unless the country uh, Canada changes and New York City changes their rules. Um, I don't know at this point what the point is. If he can go to the stadium, what's the difference, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and he can play on the road. So he's in the locker room with these guys. It's not like you're trying to keep a bubble, you know? Uh, he's in that, he's in the, he practices, he, he can do everything, but he can't play a game in New York city. It, it's, it's the most ludicrous thing I ever heard of. And, uh, you know, it, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid. And, yeah. and like you said, we could have Mets and Yankee players and you're going to like, I said, I did a Mets musings the other day and I said, you know, if, if uh, you don't see Jacob DeGrom pitching in New York, you're going to know he was not vaccinated um, or whoever. I just use that as an example. Or somebody, if, uh, uh, 
you know, Pete Alonso isn't playing first base or, uh, you know, uh, somebody else isn't playing left field or, or second base, you're going to know that they didn't get vaccinated. So, and the Mets were low on the vaccination list. They did not, I think, uh, MLB wanted 85%. They did not hit that. And so I, you know, you could see, uh, a couple of guys and, I I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to wait till opening day <laughs> there to see. Uh, and what if half the team isn't vaccinated? You know, like, uh, I don't know if a player has held out this long. Are they going to hold out for long after this? Or will this be something that makes them get the vaccination? It'll be interesting to see. But uh and another interesting part is it, it seems to be only Canada and New York, you know, like why? Yeah. It's New York. You, ha- you have to ask why. <laughs> and then w- when they say vaccinated, does that mean one shot? Does that mean four shots? I mean, can't you, can you play if, if you get your first shot or do you have to wait until you're fully vaccinated? I mean, these are all questions that nobody seems to answer, and uh, it, it's it's going to wreak havoc. I'm going to tell you that. It's going to be fascinating. But we do have baseball, and, and uh, in fact, you've probably watched some of the games already. Uh, yes. Your Phillies were on uh, MLB, I think, yesterday. Yep. And you get in on local. We're getting one today. The Mets will be on today at one o'clock. Um, so uh, I'm excited to watch. I was watching a little last night of the replay of the um Pirates and the Tigers. And uh they showed the defense. you know, they showed the defense and I didn't I couldn't the pirates, I couldn't tell anybody. I didn't know anybody. I never heard of anybody. Uh, one guy, uh, or two, uh, Hayes, the third baseman, and Gamel, the the outf- one of the outfields. But the rest of these guys, I was like, who are these people? <laughs> That's true. And, you know, there's a good reason for that. They're 29th in the payroll just above well, the Baltimore that's... Orioles are $35 million for the whole team combined Yeah, this but year. They don't, so. I mean, they're a small market, and I, I have a soft spot for Pittsburgh. I went up to school. Uh, I went to school up around that area, and so I have a, a soft spot for Pittsburgh, and uh, I root for the Steelers, and and. I, I root for the Pirates, except when they're playing the Mets, of course. And uh, I'd like to see them do better, but it's a football town. And, you know, they don't draw as well. They probably got the best stadium in baseball, uh, according to a lot of people that I know have told me. Um, but um, they they. it's just it's a hard nut to crack there. They love their team, but they you know, it's 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 a hard thing to say. Um, yeah. It's it is really a football town, so it's very tough. It's tough to beat the nut. I mean, when you have high school football games on TV, that tells you, you know, 
how much uh, and and basketball they had I, I can remember i think they still have it they used they had a high school tournament that would be like a weekend i think it was and and it was just broadcast from like eight in the morning until like you know midnight or when the last game was but it would be on this they just broadcast every game and i guess i can remember i had a friend that 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 was from pittsburgh and we went up one week when that particular weekend and all we did was sit in a chair and uh, we were much younger. I was in college, so we had some adult beverages, and and watch wall to wall high school basketball. But this is, you know, that's the kind of town it is, and and so between that, the high school and the college uh, football and basketball, it's just a tough town. And of course, they love the Steelers, and the Steelers sell out all the time. But uh, Pirates are kind of, you know, down a little bit though. Um, could not see a baseball league not having a Pittsburgh Pirates team. Yeah, interesting. Uh, might be a long season for the Pirates. Let's uh, run down the last five payrolls in the MLB since we did the top ones. Uh, fifth from the bottom, the Marlins, $67.7 million. Oakland Athletics at forty-one point. Five million, roughly. The Guardians, Cleveland Guardians, at thirty-five point four five million. Mm. Then the Pirates at thirty-five point two five million, and last the Baltimore Orioles at a paltry thirty million dollars three sixteen. Wow! So uh, seems seems uh, kind of ridiculous when you think about it, but. You know that's why they can't compete against somebody that's paying two hundred and seventy million and got all the superstars there. So yeah, so it'll be interesting uh, to, to monitor those seasons, especially when you know sports betting is involved. You know, if you lose a hundred games, that's a lot of games to lose in a year. It is. It is. It, but, it uh, certainly is. And what do they say? You know, you win a third of your games, you lose a third of your game. It, it's the other third that really decides, you know, um, what you what, what the winners from the losers. So, um, but it's a long season when you lose that many games. Oh, boy. It's, yeah. It's, you know, I played on some bad teams and nothing to this length. But, you know, I mean, when you're losing every week and and <laughs> you see no sign of winning, it is demoralizing. Yeah, sure. Well, we'll keep an eye on that as the season goes by. And um, I took advantage of an offer from the Phillies. I hadn't had tickets in years, um, season, you know, partial season ticket-wise. but uh-huh. I. They put an offer up I couldn't refuse uh, this past Good week. For you. I was checking it out. And what the deal is, is this. You're going to get 80 home games. Wow. For $50 a month subscription. And okay. it's standing room only. Okay. 
Now that's the, the rub. I mean, but you could go to as many games if you lived right there near the stadium, you could go to all 80 games for $50 a month, standing room only. I think that's, that's a bargain. As it turns out, I'll only be able to go to a couple games a month uh, due to the fact that I don't live very close to there and that I work full time. But I thought to myself, you know, yeah, let me chip in a little bit, you know, a little Nick Castellanos money or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little 50, 50 bucks a month into the kitty. Um, and I'm back, but, uh, now, do you pay, do you pay that monthly or? Yeah. It- and that, that's the other great thing about this. It's monthly and you can opt out at any time, say in June, you've been to four games and it just, the scheduling isn't right for you or, whatever you can opt out and then that's it. You, you don't have, you know, they probably won't extend this offer for very long. I wouldn't imagine, but if you can get into it now and stay the season, it's only, it's $50 a month, every month on the 20th. I think they said they debit your account and you know, you can go month to month or you can go right on through the whole season. So I think that's yeah. a, that's a viable option for me. I don't well, particularly like to sit at Citizens Bank Park unless I'm in like the upper level, which is a, a more comfortable level, so to speak, um, because you're so close to one another. Yeah, yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that as well is that it's a, if it's six months, it's 300 bucks. And... You know, with the cost of tickets, if you can go to, uh, what, 12 games or something, 10 games. I mean, I don't know how much the ticket prices are going. Yes, you're standing. But you know what? Uh, You work full time, but you you have a day off during the week sometimes, correct? Yeah. You know, if there's an afternoon game, it's not that crowded. You go. That's the games to go to. And you can sit, you can walk around, you can sit somewhere, you know, there's always an empty seat you can sit down in. I mean, you know, let's be honest, unless it's a something and special. You can, you can even buy a seat. That's the other part of this. It's the uh, pass is hooked up to your MLB account, which that's how you get into the ballpark. They don't give you a ticket. It's on your phone. So you go in yeah, and they have yeah. a certain amount of time where they'll offer you a seat if they have seats available, which they probably will. And it might not be a desirable seat, but yeah, if you want to pay to sit down, you could upgrade that seat. So you just wanted to hang around an hour to watch what's going on and then leave. You could do that as well. So a lot of options with that. I love this uh, pass concept. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just miss the uh, the old days w- with the when they used to design tickets and you had a you had a memento there. Yeah, you know now you go to a World Series or something and you, you don't have anything. I mean, yeah, uh, I st- somewhere I have my ticket from 1986. You know, yeah, and um, it just doesn't seem the same. So. I was just going to say, I have my ticket box here. I I bought a special box. It has like all the teams on the outside for that specific purpose to save mementos and, you know, over the years. So I still have a ton of Phillies tickets and you're right. They're, 
they're keepsakes, you know, every now and again, you might open them up and say, yeah, I remember, remember this game well or whatever. But yeah, now in the digital age, it's like flush it down the toilet almost of digital garbage <laughs> and you're changing your yeah. phones every couple yeah, years. Really. All that stuff goes and away. Not even, there's nothing even to, uh, to uh, print out either. You know, it's just a barcode or something. I don't know. Yeah. Now these days know, you, they'll sell NFT to you for a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, at least as we said, we have, I would rather talk about these sort of things than uh, talk about a lockout. So uh, at least we've got baseball to talk about. And I think pretty much most of the big names are signed now. And I think, I think teams are going to settle in. Uh, we'll probably see some more small deals though. Michael Conforto is still out there. Uh, Billy Epler and Buck Walter and Steve Cohen. Uh, so maybe you want to ink him to a contract to bring him back home to New York. He's going to hit for you. Believe me. Trust me when I tell you this. They can't afford them though, Gary. They're up to 250 oh, yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing. Another 20, 25 mil. Nothing, nothing at all. He's got mm -hmm. Uncle Stevie's got it. He's a he's All a right. billionaire. He's got plenty of dough. I have to make a couple more stock trades to afford him. Hey, <laughs> ah, you know, uh, you, you get rid of somebody. <laughs> yeah, and I I constantly see it in the Mets Twitter feed. All the fans, yeah, get Conforto, go, you know, grab him up, you know, this that and the go other. But yeah, it. get him now. You know, he he's gonna hit. I believe what happened to him last year was they screwed him up with the coaches. They changed hitting coaches in midstream. They started feeding them all these analytics, all these videos. And, and you could see a lot of these guys just got, got like, whoa, their head exploded with stuff. And I think that was the big part of it. And I think if you just take this kid, sit him down and tell him, hit the way you did in Brooklyn. Just hit the way you did in Brooklyn when you came up. I saw him in the minors. This kid can hit. But you just got to let him hit. They want him to hit home runs. They want him to hit the line drives. Then he, he got all confused. Plus, he had a shoulder injury. Then he had COVID. You know, everybody forgets that last year. And he still hit 14 homers. I mean, you know, it's not great, but, you know, he hit 30-something the year before. So um, coming off of an injury, coming off of COVID, and we don't know how. You know, they never tell you how bad or how mild these guys had COVID when they got it. He could have had a bad case. Who knows? But anyway. Um, That's true. They should sign him. and. They better act quick because I think the Blue Jays are interested. So, um, Blue Jays are going to have a bunch of Mets and A's up there. It seems I don't know. They, yeah, they're uh, assembling yeah. Uh, quite a a powerhouse team up there. Yes, and we'll have to see who plays in Canada. That role will affect those guys yeah, as well. That's true. That's true too. 
So uh, uh, Cubs, very, very interesting. The Cubbies did end up uh, signing that uh, Japanese superstar Seiya Suzuki, the Hiroshima star former. And a funny story uh, happened just the other day. Probably heard it by now. He picked number 27. And then when he asked, when asked why he wanted number 27, he said, I love Mike Trout in Japanese. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so and Mike Trout was flattered. He says he can't wait, wait to meet uh, Seiya Suzuki. So uh, as much as we say baseball is, uh, you know, over dollars and cents, we have uh, quotes like that, and it brings us all back down to earth. Yes, it does. And, and uh, speaking of Mike Trout, hopefully he'll have a healthy uh, year with Otani out there in California. And because uh, baseball needs these guys, they need these kind of uh, players. You know, they need the big superstars, and and uh, Trout's kind of slipped the level as far as. Uh, superstardom you know the last couple of years with between the shorted season and covid and uh baseball slipping a little and yesterday uh, and last season i should say otani really uh you know kind of superseded him as the uh angels guy and maybe that's a good thing maybe it's good for him to be in the uh, out of the limelight a little bit you know he's still mike trout so uh, let's hope for a good, big, healthy year from him. And uh, um, that's all I got for this week, Rich. How about you? Yeah, and Joe Madden out there with the Angels as well, as you said. Only could be good for baseball if they can get far into the playoffs this year. And uh, we'll have some extra teams in this year. So it'll be a little more interesting yeah. for some market teams that have just been on that bubble. Uh, maybe you'll see them this year in the playoffs and they'll be able to go forward because as we know, it's how you're playing at the time. You just get into those playoffs and if you can parlay something and make it happen and you're going to go far into the playoffs, maybe. So yeah, interesting yeah. time. And uh, Gary, I'm so glad you were able to do the show today. I know uh, you weren't feeling too well. I was on vacation all week. I was going to go up to the Hall of Fame, but with the price of gas and all, I said, nah, I'm going to pass. I'm just going to, you know, take it easy and uh, view it from afar, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And and uh, the the prices of gas, I, I, I'm lucky enough to be retired and I don't really go anywhere. Um, you know, due, due to specific reasons, we don't really go out haven't gone out anywhere really in two years i do go out of my house i'm not a, you know i i actually went to best buy the other day i had to get a new vacuum the vacuum broke down but i mean i'm not you know we're not going out like we used to and uh i kind of miss some of the stuff we used to do the wife and i but you know maybe we're in that age group we're both a little overweight and uh so we're right in that covid thing man and yeah. so um hey one last to story be before we okay. wrap it up for this week um the phillies uh yesterday played as you said a nationally broadcast game tom mccarthy was doing the game and all of a sudden a, a foul ball went flying up and i was w listening to it 
uh, here at home and heard Ruben Amaro Jr., who's doing some color commentary for them this year, uh, yell, watch out to, to Tom McCarthy. And it ended up hitting him right on the chest <laughs> as he was uh, replying to a comment online, which he does. I mean, he'll he'll reply to Twitter comments during a game and all sometimes, <laughs> which is hard to do. But uh, yeah, Tom took it right in the chest. Afterwards, he said, ah, "I hardly felt it." But uh, yeah, interesting. He was, he was okay, and and uh, uh, I guess Ruben shows why he's in a booth now and not uh, uh, on the field. On the field, <laughs> he yeah. didn't move quick enough for a second baseman. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and in mothballs, too long. That's right. There you go. Thanks for well, I listening. Guess that's gonna, yeah. that's gonna wrap it up for this week, right, Rich? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll we'll be back with our stats next week. We'll be back with uh, asking you to sponsor us on all the uh, Anchor.fm forward slash Baseball Talk Radio sites. So look forward to that, and uh, we'll be that much closer to the start of the season. A lot more baseball to talk about with you. Thanks for tuning into this edition. <laughs>